Hello, my super scary listeners. Welcome back to the Super Scary Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Today, we have an awesome episode ahead. Uh, We are talking about, I I would consider a classic in the horror genre. And uh, my guests are already nodding their head in agreement. And we'd love to see that. Um, (laughs) Today, we are talking about Poltergeist. And I have some awesome guests with me today. I had the pleasure of meeting them in person through our mutual friend of the pod, Christina, from the restricted section. And I can confirm- Yeah, Daddy Christina. (laughs) Pod pod Daddy Christina. Right. (laughs) And I can confirm that uh, these two guests have great taste in Halloween costumes. <laughs> they are the awesome hosts of My Cabbages and Avatar podcast. We have Zach and Alex joining us today. Hello. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us, Josh. Yeah, exciting to be yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, right back at you with the Halloween costumes. That's the mm-hmm. most fabulous Maleficent I have ever seen. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, Zach and Alex dressed up as Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask, which pulls at my childhood heartstrings very much. <laughs> as someone right. who has seen a very reserved amount of Sailor Moon, uh, you can tell whose uh, direction the uh, costumes were, were under. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? At the same time, when uh, it was an excuse for me to dress in knee-high boots and a really cute skirt and a bodysuit, uh, I have a feeling it's like, yeah, you know what? Zach would endorse this idea. It's <laughs> yeah. so, hey. <laughs> you had me at mini skirt. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for having us, Josh. I'm Alex and my partner Zach, and we are my cabbages. An avatar podcast. We also have friends with Christina, and we just so I guess this is like what you could call a trend now, where we just meet podcasts like through other podcasts. Like yep. at, at this point, we're gonna have to have like instead of seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, it's seven degrees, seven degrees of Christina Khan. <laughs> really, it's it is wild. I have I've met quite a few awesome people through her over the last like month or so, <laughs> um, and. And now with my, I just started a new job and it's uh, quite close to where she lives. So we went out to happy hour the other night and I was meeting more awesome people. So <laughs> she is, uh, she's just an awesome resource. Yeah. Uh, especially through this journey for me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it works like one like large, happy uh, pod family. And we are so jealous that you get to get to go to happy hour spontaneously in person um but yeah it, it's always nice meeting um at halloween and uh the weekend after we're looking forward to hanging out at many more fun parties uh and so yes. but yeah we're uh the my cabin's avatar podcast we go episode by episode uh with we watch avatar the last airbender and revisit how, what the show meant means to us now and reflecting back on what it has meant for an entire generation and, and new uh, uh new fans as well so and we that, also make the occasional dick and fart joke and make <laughs> references to like spongebob and all sorts of goofy stuff like that the 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 avatar universe runs deep yeah so what you're saying is 
is like very <laughs> much like the, the really cool parents in this movie that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, they they know what's up and like they like to get yeah. down. Yeah, like they're the cool high parents that like smokes some sweet like but while their parent like after the kids have gone to bed and like they're a super stable example but like honestly a really healthy couple relationship from they, yeah, the 1980s they, they do seem surprisingly not toxic or otherwise problematic in a, in a way that i found yeah. rather refreshing and in a horror film of all things i know right right usually especially in uh, a movie like this where it's kind of you know a poltergeist haunted house type of situation usually there's some sort of toxicity that ends up happening um mm -hmm. whether it's established you know prior to the movie starting so to speak yeah. or sure. you know throughout yeah, and um, this is also probably something I should have verified. You can keep this up because it's so it uh might make for uh some pretty funny uh content either way, but we are talking about the 1982 poltergeist and not the 2015 remake, correct? Yes, that we is uh <laughs> we were watching it, we were watching a like YouTube video on like the backstory of the film today, and Alex turned to me and she goes. Oh crap! I forgot to ask which one to watch. Yeah, well, that, that's like, the, there's it, a 2015 poltergeist. Yeah, I never, I've never seen it. I had never even yeah. heard of it either. I, I, I haven't either, and it's, uh, it's probably something that I need to do moving forward is specifying which year <laughs> for certain ones, because especially with like the mid 2000s, like, well, I mean, throughout the years they've obviously rebooted so many different franchises but you know the mid 2000s uh shitty reboots <laughs> and now with the the kind of trend of the requel if you will mm -hmm. um that halloween 2018 started and mm -hmm. um my my listeners are probably tired of me talking about the halloween series <laughs> at this point they're probably like god just let it go already yeah so uh you know thankfully we are um, moving away from Michael Myers into, uh, you know, uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the world um, is your uh, horror, horror oyster. Wow. Yeah, that, <laughs> wow. Do that you, sounded do a lot wanna, better in my head. Do you want to go for a take two on that one, babe? I don't know if I can. Yeah. Horror, horror, horror oyster? Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, no. a little bit. Rolls right off the tongue. It definitely rolls right off. Right? This is what I always say, <laughs> say when it's that five times that. I always just say they can't all be winners, and then I move on. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is great, and I only seen it like really recently. I feel like I watched it for the first time with you out like a few years ago. Last year. That's Last year, yeah. I had no knowledge of it whatsoever, and it is so like big and bombastic and it's yeah. not your typical like quiet ghost haunted house movie no they throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and i love it and uh for me and they tilt the set sideways <laughs> so that they can throw more things at the wall it's wild and i i know alex you said you have a lot of fun facts that you want to share later about like the kind of behind the scenes and production aspects right Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's I more of like it. the it's more of like the spooky things that happened behind the scenes. Not oh. necessarily like the like how it was made. Like 
certain effects or what have you. I mean, I, yeah. I, I Zach is really good at like just talking at that ad hoc, uh, him being like an artist and really super into movies and, and cinematography. So like to give you and the listeners an idea, um, like I am definitely like, we're both like super big movie buffs. Uh, I am into movies for, you know, like we both love cinematography and things like that. Zach is very much into like the visual effects and going into breaking yeah. down uh, how the thing, the movies were made and going behind the scenes. And I'm more into like kind of like the impact and the zeitgeist and what these movies Great. like uh, the impact that they have on on society and like just like the craft of filmmaking. Great example of yeah. my, my side of the coin. There's a scene early in the movie when, and I love this about the film. That, like one of the things I wish more people did with like ghost stories is like the kind of experimentation that they do where they kind of, hey, let's dip our toes in here and like, we'll move this chair. We'll mark some stuff on the floor. Like, let's see what we can do with it. Very, very fun idea that I wholeheartedly endorse. There's a scene where she, um, where the, all the chairs push out, right? And she's in the, right. the kitchen with her daughter and she pushes all the chairs back in. She, she walks around. The camera does not cut the whole time. She walks around, bends over, gets a thing comes back up, camera pans back around and all the chairs are stacked on the table. And you have to think like the camera doesn't cut and not to my knowledge, it sure doesn't look like there's any yeah. like invisible scene where the camera can cut, you know? It doesn't like go behind a pillar or anything. So like, how did they do it? Was yeah. it a false ceiling? Did they lower this like rig of chairs from the ceiling? Like while she was it, you know, it's these little questions that I just love asking about films. Like you're you're trying to you're trying to make something impossible happen on the screen and you're asking us to believe it and if we can't see the seams we just have to believe it right like that the fact that there was no cut it was just made it all the more magical if they had just cut to a different scene you'd be like oh well they just set it up yeah, yeah. anyway yeah, I, I actually really like that scene and I was going to bring up that exact fact that like it doesn't cut or anything. So mm -hmm. it, and do you do you happen to know if they like how they did it? Or no, I, look, I, I tried to look up some videos on like the production and I'm, I'm sure maybe I, if I did more digging, I could find out. But my best guess is that it is there's a false ceiling and they lowered it mm. from above. That's yeah. all I can think. And yeah, there's a if you look closely in the corner of the mm -hmm. shot, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, Alex. Alex pointed this out to me when we were watching it. The the vegetation, the like plants, the kitchen like, plant in the very rustle. corner, like behind the counter, like where uh the little girl is sitting on the counter. Um, like the the plant moves just slightly. So it's like, like, like stage hands are running in and grabbing the chairs. Or is it a tech hand? The world may not know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I I have a couple quick fun facts that we can run over before we kind of go through this movie. So the director, Toby Hooper, actually directed Te Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I kind of thought that, well, my frame of reference as far as kind of a supernatural haunted house type of movie is Insidious. Yeah, so that was kind of one of the first that I've seen. So you know, James Wan kind of has a similar trajectory as Toby Hooper in a sense, because I can see it, you know, James Wan had saw, which was very like gritty and um, 
it, like gory in a sense. And then he kind of shifted and did The Conjuring and um, Insidious. So Toby Hooper kind of goes through that similar trajectory of, you know, doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre and kind of jumpstarting in a way the, the slasher genre in that era and then moves on to Poltergeist. So mm. the actor who plays Steve Craig T. Nelson is the voice of Mr. Incredible in the Incredibles movie. And I couldn't put my finger on where I've seen him or heard his voice before. And then as soon as I saw that, I was like, ah, that's it. Also a star of the old sitcom coach that everyone knows and loves, but like, you know, (laughs) just like Seinfeld and all the, and Frasier and all those, all those oldie but goodie. No one one has ever, but my parents have watched those and have them on box DVDs that go along with MASH. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, now I want to animate little scenes uh, from the con from um, from Poltergeist, but it's Mister Incredible. Oh my <laughs> so, god! <laughs> oh, so tempted. Um, so my favorite little fun fact about this movie is in in uh, sort of a, a piggybacking off of yours a little bit is that when Steven Spielberg first started developing this film, it was for it was to, it was meant to be a sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, uh, it was like an alien movie about like alien yeah. contact and stuff. Uh, and then when the, when they didn't get that like contract or whatever, um, well, it, it was because and this was going to be mine. So we just might as well combine them. Yeah. Um, it, it came down to when the reason that why Toby Hooper instead of Spielberg directed the film was because Spielberg was at the time still directing E.T. And there was a clause in his contract for E.T. that he could not be directing another film at the same time. So while Spielberg was very closely related to the production of the film. And, you know, some even tried to give him credit as a co-director, which got uh, these claims he made in actually hot water uh, with Toby Hooper. There was this falling out uh, that could get talked about later. But yeah, uh, it was because of that. So uh, mm. that's how it kind of got uh, grifted. And you, you, you can talk about how it's no longer an alien movie. Well, there. So yeah, they, they retooled <laughs> the film into more of a horror, like haunted house type movie. But like, when you think about the girl con like talking to the voices in the white noise of the like fuzz of the television, when she, yeah. when she looks up and she says they're here, when there's like the portal to the other dimension, like all that feels very like alien abduction story to me yeah. in a way that makes a lot of sense when you know the, this little bit of context. Yeah, absolutely. You, and going back to the point about Spiel's, Spielberg like his name is all over the credits like (laughs) like like there's only like that mere mention of Toby Hooper in the beginning like a Toby Hooper film or or directed by or whatever it said and then the rest of it is just like Spielberg 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 yeah MGM slash UA Entertainment Company had to pay Toby Hooper $15,000 because the studio gave producer Steven Spielberg bigger credits in the trailers god damn yeah yeah. But I mean, I, I can't imagine how, you know, Toby Hooper felt. And there's <laughs> but, I mean, blood. Can't you like imagine? Right. <laughs> right. That is it. It's always the and, people you and know. That right? type of, that's the type of energy they took forward into making this film. And man, does it show because like on screen and behind the scene, like uh, there's like just so uh, like it's a wild ride. 
So uh, I was surprised. I, I watched this on Tubi for free. Um, so I recommend that to our listeners if you have that. Um, but I noticed that it was a PG rating, which um, kind of surprised me. Because, but this uh, disclaimer, this was my first time watching this movie as well. And I should say that y'all, when I met you both at the Halloween party, um, I, I believe it was Alex who said it was your favorite movie, right? Favorite horror movie? One maybe? of mine. I just love yeah. Paper Guys. Yeah, it's yeah. one that we had, had just watched recently. And Zach and I have a tradition every year. We call it Spooktober, where we just watch a scary movie or show every night of uh, October. Usually bleeds into November a little bit. May. It starts earlier and earlier every year. Yeah. <laughs> longer with the ones that are oldie goodies that we love that have to be, get watched every year and then new ones and poltergeist was one that i had wanted to watch for several years it was one of my favorites my dad got me into horror growing up and it's something that we really share so i've always liked this film and i want, love to like share it with zach and finally watched it last year and now it's one that we want rewatch uh every year or will be so in that, uh, it kind of inspired, because this particular episode slot was kind of a wild card. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And then uh, y'all, uh, Alex had mentioned about Poltergeist, and I was like, awesome, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot yeah. Of I completely here. forgot that you talked, or I even mentioned that. So I'm glad that it came back around. Obviously, yeah. I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah. This, like this movie, like memes on itself. There's this great moment that I is probably my favorite part of the entire film, where it basically encapsulates how this movie feels when compared to any other like haunted house movie, where they bring in the paranormal investigators and the one standing there, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, I watched a children's toy move seven feet across the floor." Took four yeah. hours. He's like, what took four hours? Like the it took for the car to go the distance. He's like, huh. And then he opens the door and there's just like shit flying around. Yeah. Sinister <laughs> laughing and like literally a treasure trove of haunted shit happening. Sips coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's and, like and that is the energy here. The movie is just cranked up to eleven like all the time. And the effects are I, like great honestly they they look good they still hold up yeah yeah and i feel like there was a lot of um like kind of practical effects too there wasn't too much of yeah. you know the green screen stuff and even even so uh, some of that green screen stuff does still kind of hold up even though you can kind of tell its age um it's it's not it's not terrible at all and earlier in the the then um i re- watched uh white noise with michael keaton um comparatively um it's pretty good um it deals a lot with uh similar things with like the white noise and epv uh from yeah uh from the from the tv screens and such but that movie in comparison is very terrible with its like like green screen effects and there's no practical effects at all really um so that one is you know, I, I I suggested that maybe the you could do a white noise and poltergeist like uh, watch marathon. But after watching this, I'm like, <laughs> maybe it's, just skip white noise. Yeah, <laughs> just like, go straight for poltergeist. That's how you like. I it made me feel so good when and Zach said it right before we started to record. It was like, oh my god, like 
honestly, this movie gets better and better every time, every time we watch, watch it. it. Yeah, yeah, we just watched it recently for Halloween, and now we rewatched it before we recorded the pod. And it's like a movie that was made 40 years ago still holds true. So, uh, yeah, it's just um, so that's how you know when the, the effects are part of that because they took so much time and craft. And would you believe it if I told you that this movie was made for only $10 million? Really? Are you serious? I'm, I'm serious. The budget was $10.7 million. Wow. $10 million? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? $10.7 million. So, I mean, that was, I'm not sure if that's in, like adjusted for inflation, uh, but yeah that's that was i, I, I would that's guess still that even even back then that's crazy you know nowadays yeah studios you know you can't make a, a big like genre flick for less than 100 mil but you know right. that's i think halloween was and i'm not gonna uh take your your friends down your your listeners back down that path again but yeah, hopefully by this point they're familiar with the fact that like halloween kind of started that whole trend of like making like a budget film on no money and then it just you know going crazy at the box office to like the surprise of everybody so like i I think here like for 10 back then like we don't think 10.7 million dollars is a lot but for a horror movie it probably it was i don't know i'd be interested to see what it was how it compared to uh, the budget for like texas chainsaw and some of other Cooper's other films you know I mean this is what it comes down to for me like you look at some of these older movies and there was this kind of um crossroads when we were younger we were much younger where like CG was just getting to the point where like oh we can maybe use this in movies like Gollum in Lord of the Rings looks pretty dang convincing like look at that and there is just a gulf between early CG and like the effects that came before it because you you look at a stormtrooper from like episode two and it looks like a cartoon character you can't take it seriously but the, yeah. the ones in the 80s ones where they're just dudes in armor and like like plasticine armor or whatever it reads it sells because they're really there our brain can go that's really there yeah uh, and a lot of this stuff here like in this movie like felt like it was really there the skull the giant skull that like comes out of the freaking door and that one scene, like, yeah, it really felt like it was there, and it felt fucking big. Yeah, and and piggybacking off of that point is like the the tree that attacks the sun is like, Robbie. yeah, Robbie, yeah. Um, that that scene is wild. Like, I I can't imagine being a kid during that era. Like, this is a PG film, but you know, as a kid, I would be freaking terrified seeing a tree come into the window and like trying to swallow a kid whole like reach its its yeah into the window Um, when we were re-watching this so like you know because it's it it goes from like zero to 60 pretty quick like oh yeah you know the like it the within the first like 10 minutes you know like carol and the little girls in front of the tv like and we get the most famous line you know they're here and then they're eating breakfast and you know the silverware like is bent like the glass blows out of the like robbie's like glass of milk and like the older sister dana gets all upset and like storms off and like everything is like eh, whatever it can be explained 
by some other phenomenon. And then the ne- that night, he just gets, like, ripped through a fucking window. Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it goes from, like, Robbie... zero to a hundred, right? Like, in yeah. a second. Yeah, I mean, uh, Carol Ann aside, like, Robbie goes through it in this movie. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. like, Carol Ann isn't necessarily the only child that goes through it. Like, he's also has some trauma to work through like at least he's the there six... the whole time at least his older sister yeah. can like fuck off to her friend's house and like yeah some time away I, like the older sister has it the easiest in this movie be, like not in real life we'll talk about some of yeah. those things but uh yeah no it, like she just every time she's like oh i'm just gonna like go hang out with my boyfriend or oh i'm gonna go like send the, i can't sleep here i have to go stay at my friend's house and we're like okay bye yeah and Honestly, like, I, from what I remember, like, I don't think she really encounters too much of the paranormal shit. Like, <laughs> she's in like the comparatively the, to everybody else, in a she's way. She's in the room for, like, the first seance when they're talking to oh, Caroline. Yeah. But yeah, she she's acting as though she's the one that got pulled into the freaking, <laughs> to the freaking uh, um, alternate dimension <laughs> instead of Caroline. Like, she's so distraught. Okay. I have to talk about, babe. Can I? Can I? Can I say one of the fun facts that we have on the list? Yeah, absolutely. I am not the gate. Okay. The gate Making sure you're not. The she, she is the gatekeeper of the fun facts, Zach. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Um, so the biggest one, the one that fucking floored me the most, that I just literally had not known until I looked it up today. As we know, the movie is a film about what happens when you uh, desecrate graves and don't, like, like basically build over top of them and disrespect them. Yep. The scene where the wife falls in the muddy pool and gets assaulted, then assaulted, gets, like, attacked by a bunch of, like, corpses that are, like, rising out of the mud. You remember I think scene? assaulted is a... Is that's fair? Yeah, I think I think that's a fair. That's fair. (laughs) I think that's a fair statement. Um, Those are real dead skeletons. Those are real human skeletons that they really like bought from like a research lab for cheap, and instead of like the production company like making their own like prop skeletons. Yeah, they wanted to make them out of rubber, but it was too expensive. And Joe Beth Williams, the actress that played the mom, Diane Freeling, she was in like an ask me anything thread like on reddit and in other interviews has like it revealed that when they feel fil- she didn't know it at the time but afterwards they yeah were, like, they told the her they were just made props <gasps> they were like oh yeah those are like real those are real dead bodies <laughs> oh so, my god in real an skeletons. effort to save a quick buck and like they did the very thing the that very thing the moral of this whole film was about. right Oh my god. No wonder like, the production was <gasps> fucking cursed. If you are begging for fate to curse you, just just go ahead. Just go ahead and do that. Just go oh ahead and just god. go ahead and do that, why don't you? Holy shit. The the listeners can't see me, but I've had my mouth wide open <laughs> for that entire hey, story. <laughs> hey, while you're at it, instead of using CG, why don't you just Step go ahead and genetically breed story, up Josh. a bunch of dinosaurs for Jurassic Park? How about that? How about you actually yeah. just genetically breed up some real dinosaurs to kill your actors? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Wow. And 
yeah talk about practical effects holy fuck so that you is... hear you hear this and like there is a lot of tragedy and darkness that follows this movie and it makes a little bit of sense like yeah you are you're like the whole point of the movie is don't disrespect the dead and here you are using old skeletons of real humans as like movie props it's fucked that is wild yeah and and that's that scene is well yeah i would say argue that is one of the scariest points of the film yeah like I I wouldn't know what I'd probably just like just lie there and be like okay just take me I'm done I'm tapping out there I can't are, do this. <laughs> there are several times where it feels like it, it feels like they're they're an unfortunate residents of like Sim City and they just keep on getting like random disasters <laughs> thrown at them like five at once. There are like so many scenes outside where there's just, it's raining and there's a tornado yeah. shows up and there's, there's like a, there's an earthquake that like yeah, yeah. gets us all Coffins started. Are flying around and you're just like, oh, God damn, God. what is this Sim City operator doing to us? Yeah, that is wild. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How do we even go from here? Um, so, <laughs> um, a, a point that I found funny when I first put on this movie is that uh, the the national anthem starts playing after this tv broadcast that steve is watching and i thought that i turned on the wrong movie i was like i was like what the fuck am i watching right now because it like the screen is black for for you know a little bit while they're doing all of the the uh the the credits and stuff and i was like i was like Am I watching the right movie? Did I click yeah. on the right one? And then, and then it then it opens up, um, and I like did TV broadcasts back then just go to the like TV static? Yeah, they like. I don't... Yep. When when we were wee babes, or maybe before then, I don't actually know. Yeah, most channels would just end around like you know ten or eleven o'clock or whatever. They yeah. the final show and they turn the lights out and go home. Or, like, there would be, like, just really late into the night, like, when their scheduled programmings would end, like, before we had the age of, like, infomercials and things like that, that would just, like, right. like yeah, come yeah. on at 2 a.m. when, like, the regular scheduled programming ends. They like, were just, like, yeah. It would be, like, like, have the 3 a.m. Uh, clutch uh, when I was an adolescent boy, and they would play those, like, Girls Gone Wild, like, infomercials at, like, 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. and be, like, oh, oh, boy. Oh boy, boobies. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, those info infomercials probably would have saved Carol Ann. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But, yeah. Uh. But um when <laughs> when this movie opens up, I'm like, damn, this house is messy. I <laughs> like they don't really establish that they had like a, did they just move in or like I don't know, but it just seems like the house is just messy in general and they have food everywhere for the dog to eat. And I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. But I guess if they're getting high all the time, they, they don't have, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever strain they're smoking they're It's not a productive one, I guess. Well, I mean, also like, this is a side tangent. We won't go down, but I'll like uh, the, um, THC concentration of weed was much lower back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, 
they oh, probably true. did need and some, it wasn't like, like growing in the lab like, like it is a today lot more, like yeah so when you see people back then chain smoking like they literally had to probably just, <laughs> or if like was. back then they like smoke what they like if your average hippie from the 60s smokes like now like like i don't know it would it would yeah now you can see god <laughs> now you can eat a gummy and, yeah just like talk to fucking god but yeah so uh after this uh you know, initial opening, we kind of, uh, uh, the thing that confuses me is every time the Carol Ann talks to the TV, they don't just turn off the TV. They just sit there and watch her do it. So just I'm like, like, what's this about? Uh, yeah. They're just like, oh, okay. And then it just, yeah. Imaginary friends. Yeah. I mean, they, they treat it very much like that until you know, she's like, they're here. And then the next morning, the mom just casually brings up like, hey, what did you mean by they're here, honey? Hey. Yeah, do you want to maybe clarify for hey. that, that for me? Do you want to maybe like go into a little bit more detail about any of that, please? Can you can you maybe can you, can you maybe clarify on that, please? That was really, really yeah. creepy and disarming. And I just really like you to explain it, please. Yeah, I'm I just curious. Like, That's fine. You know, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't have any nightmares or anything, but I don't woke up this morning and I'm like was reminded oh yeah you know probably should ask my daughter like what what she's talking about yeah and again she's watching the the tv static just randomly at the the kitchen tv and instead of turning it off she turns on like a freaking war program <laughs> and I'm like how is this she's like oh um you know, this is going to hurt your eyes watching the static. So, and she's like this freaking close, like inches away from the TV. And she's like, this is going to hurt your eyes. Let me turn on a freaking like, like, war me, program. Yeah. Let me play the, the, the original film that the first Wilhelm scream is from. Here you go. Here's, here's the Wilhelm scream. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's wild. But it, and I feel like a theme in my podcast so far is like noticing bad parenting for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Yeah. So there there is um there's quite a few moments in this uh this in particular where she's like this is going to hurt your eyes watching the static, but you're still very close to the TV. Let me just change it and yeah, I was Yeah, real black and white footage of people being dismembered. That's It was the <laughs> better the bar was much lower back then. Like you know, oh, if the kid just like continues to stare into the TV screen, like the parents will be like, "Well, it's it's got to have some sort of lesson." Well, fine. I told you it's probably not good for your eyes, but you still stared into the TV. <laughs> anyways, and now you're blind, so mm, yeah. deal with it. Guess you won't stare yeah. into the TV anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not my fault. I told you. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Oh, side note, I love the fact that um, Robbie's uh, bed sheets are Star Wars. Heck yeah, oh, those are some cool. And I even remarked, I specifically pointed this out when we were watching the movie. I was like, those are some cool bed sheets. If I yeah, kid, I was like, I was like, I want those. <laughs> if I was a kid, those bed sheets would have slapped. Yes. Yeah, there well, was all, and like one thing I commented on while watching is, this house and so like we get a little like insight in the family you know see the dad is a real estate agent and his wife like is, stays home with the kids like you know full-time job uh, as it is and so like it's just like they have this beautiful home like gorgeous home in california yeah. like in the early 80s and it's this beautiful planned community or, or like planned development 
and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how does like, oh, like he must be like, and we learned that he's like one of their top selling agents. Like he's sold so many homes in this exact yeah. neighborhood. Uh, and I'm like, that has to be why his commissions are so great that he's able to afford this house. Cause like, holy fuck, they're putting a pool out in the back. And, like things are looking good for the Freeland yeah. family. And as a as a movie that is uh, on a on a tight budget, it's a smart move to make your town a housing development of a bunch of identical houses because you only got to build the set once. Yeah, <laughs> change the lighting and boom, you're in a different house. <laughs> yeah, literally. Which, which they do. They have to like. Well, they they knock on their neighbor's door from the outside. But... Yeah, yeah. They don't really go into the neighbors house i don't think but um speaking of the neighbors uh i thought <laughs> at the end it was it was pretty funny once uh once um uh diane is that the mom's name yep, yeah diane um when she finally gets out of the the freaking pit of real skeletons apparently um she's like she's like calling over to the neighbors she's like help me help me and they're like you know what this is above me i <laughs> this is above my pay grade i i you know i'm so sorry i can't help you and they yeah, just like they come over and then they see like the shit like coming out of the like windows yeah with, like, the the colors from the, the bedroom and they're like uh-uh yeah. <laughs> they're like uh what's going on with your kids like <laughs> what's happening and she's like i just drowned in this pool that um that i'm trying to make with a bunch of uh real skeletons and now i gotta go play mama bear and like beat up a freaking you know gross monster trying to swallow my kids <laughs> you know what the the real skeletons are Cheaper to fill in the hole with than dirt, so we got to use the real skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but this is the way. That's the way it goes. I liked the like the big climax where like all of the coffins just started shooting up through the ground. Like well, they, they, it was like this happened several times in this scene. We where, like, a single time in the coffin, it would like, the coffin would shoot out for a beat. It would stop. And then it would swing open, and there would be like a comically dressed skeleton on the inside of yeah. the, the coffin. Oh look, that one's a tax broker. Oh look, a fireman skeleton. Like there's <laughs> all these different. Oh look, there's an old lady with like gray hair, like a witch. Like <laughs> and she's buried like... with all of her cats. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a pet cemetery too. Yeah, I just family. wanted like like eight more cuts of just different people like springing out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Which you... speaking of the ending, I just feel that yeah. like we got it was it was a false ending like there was like a false bottom on this like trunk here yeah. uh and like when we thought all was well you know they we bring the mediums in we don't do a seance but we we, we do like do something to call to the dead that opens the portal and mom's able to go in and like rescue her daughter and like everything's fine and uh, like you know they're able to somehow spend the night and then they're like yeah we're moving and this just never made sense to me like you yeah. experienced all of this trauma i was and just like, about to say this you wake up peachy keen like you know if you still had like a table and for functioning furniture you'd probably still be like you know in your house living with most of it but like 
nope, what you have left, you're packing it up. And they're oh so casually just moving. And the dad's like, oh, I got to go to work. But if I'm not back, uh, yeah, like, the kids will fall asleep. Like, we'll stay at the hotel later. Like, the daughter is yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, I'm yeah. going to go, like, bye, like, with my boyfriend. And the mom's like, oh, like, yeah, your dad wants to stay at the hotel or Holiday Inn off of, like, Highway like, 73 or whatever. And the daughter's like, oh, yeah, like, I know that place. And the mom went, like, you see that way? I'm going to Daughter's like, hey, mama. <laughs> and, like, and this just, that, that is, yeah. I mean, it was a deep <laughs> cut, but, yeah, so. Uh, but yeah, no, and I, then they just like are able to sleep in that house, no problem. I just can't fathom the like. I don't care how fucking sleepy my children are. I'm getting the fuck to the motel. Yeah, like come I, on. I don't understand. Well, there's multi- I have multiple things I don't understand. Like why? Why Bring are we okay? Us, yeah, yeah. Why are we okay? <laughs> why are we okay with staying in the house one more night? I know. It doesn't um, make any sense at all. Yeah. And also, like, I well, I guess he is a real estate agent, but like, did they already have like a house lined up? Like, why aren't why aren't you just going over there? Just like sleep on the floor. <laughs> like that, yeah, that's I'd much rather sleep on a wood floor than uh, another night in that house. Yeah. And then I'd be um, sleeping in, in the yard. I'd be sleeping in the yard in a fucking tent. Like with seriously. The real skeletons. Yeah, with the real skeleton. Yeah, I guess. I whatever. But at least, at least you have a better escape plan. Yeah, you know? right. I just do not get it at all. Yeah, you're uh, like getting this... sucked into a pocket dimension in your closet. Is yeah. it effective? I think. I think the ending. If you're like going to the movies and you're seeing this in the theater and you're not like looking at the clock to see, you don't have like the little scrub at the bottom, the timeline right. at the bottom to see like where in the movie you are. Like it happens late enough that you're just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. The the plot is resolved. That was a, that was a satisfying movie, and it's like, no, nah, we're not even to the climax yet. That's not even the climax. Yeah. It's a good false bottom, but it doesn't make any sense. It's just it does. I would be I would be hiring movers to throw my shit in trash bags and move it for me. I wouldn't be within a hundred fucking yards of that house. I yeah. wouldn't be taking, I would be torching the place to the fucking ground. I'd yeah. be like, have it, don't care. Like, sell it as is. Like, let's, like, GTFO. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> let's go. Uh, I think it's wild that, it. I mean, the dad seems to indicate that he doesn't care what his boss thinks, but yet he's going into work anyway yeah and i don't know why he's at work for so long because it sounded like he just had to go pick up some things and come back yeah like oh i'm so just clearing out the like, office yeah i think he i think he literally says that like hey i'm gonna go clear out my office and i'll be back but like Norm- normally <laughs> if, i would think if oh I'm not it's, back. it's winter time and it's like dark at five o'clock so like Maybe it just gets dark really early. But this movie came out in the summer. That's the reason why we hear the National Anthem at the beginning. It was a summer movie. <laughs> like, people no, are yeah. short. And short yeah. They're putting yeah. in a fucking pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which, piggybacking off of the pool, I, I, I think it's wild <laughs> that um, there's 
construction workers flirting with the 16 year old oh daughter and then yeah it's i mean obviously watching it in 2022 you're kind of like oh god this isn't bad yeah. taste and then modern day goggles yeah and then <laughs> the mom is just in the kitchen watching it another example of bad parenting from diane it's like diane walk outside and go tell him to fuck off <laughs> she just say or tell him to leave like, she just like sees them ogling her daughter and just turns around it's like oh oh man oh, oh man, man. <laughs> she wanders off and comes back and he's just one of the construction workers is just like casually down. like reaches through the window eats like takes a pot bite of like whatever chillier things she has on the stove drinks some of her coffee and she just is like like what are you doing and like shuts the blinds like you know it looks doesn't like, even shut the window doesn't shut like, the window she shuts the blinds I didn't you can like, still reach in <laughs> and that's, like, that's okay. like the california attitude like she can't be bothered to shut the window she's like let me shut the window then i won't get the breeze like it's a microphone <laughs> <laughs> whatever like he'll get the idea i'll just put the blinds down he'll go if I, can't, yeah. if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. I would have been like, okay, first of all, you're so fired. You're fired six ways to Sunday. And second of all, if you ever uh, even look in the direction of my daughter like that again, uh, I'll make sure you never work in this town ever again. <laughs> like, I don't understand why she doesn't like say anything to him about it. Yeah, um, she doesn't say anything. Also, her daughter's what, 15? 15 or 16. Yeah, she's definitely like in high school. Yeah. Yeah. But um at, at the end, I don't know if I was just seeing things, but when uh what's the 16-year-old daughter's name? Sorry. I um it's Dana. Uh, Dana, Dana, yeah. Yeah, so, hold on. And it, it's she's 16. Yeah. 16-year-old Dana, yeah. 8-year-old Robbie, and 5-year-old Carol Ann. Got it. Um, so when Dana comes back to the house right at the end, um, when everything's, you know, going insane before they go to the hotel, um, she gets out of what I assume is her boyfriend's car and she yeah. has hickeys all, all over her over, neck, yeah. all yeah. over. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is wild. <laughs> Double take because I'm glad you mentioned that. Just because when I saw this, I never noticed that. And I noticed when I watched it, like, this third time through, I was like, damn, like, are those hickeys? And, like, no, there was must have been something earlier in the movie, like, where the monster, like, because, you know, when the film crew gets there, like, you know, one of the guys gets, like, a chunk taken out of him. So, like, something had to have happened to her while she was in the house. And it's like, no, yeah. it's just, just hickeys. Just hickeys. <laughs> she was nice. getting fucking. Everybody else was getting like haunted, and she was getting macked on. Yeah, must be nice. <laughs> she was like getting it on. Like right. she, she was living her best life for like how many ever days <laughs> that she was staying over. <laughs> but I am going to my quote unquote friends' place. Wink. It's wink. like you, you going either... over for Tanya's for dinner. I'll be back <laughs> by sometime. You know, yeah. after dinner time yeah <laughs> yeah that was that was all wild and, and she, she gets out of she she gets out of her boyfriend's car and she's like screaming manically like she's well, like what's going on <laughs> yeah well because and then like the dad like like the house is just 
imploding on itself. Like this is at yeah. this point where all of the uh, coffins are just popping out of the ground. Like you're in like it's almost comical with the rate at which they're like the dad like is like fumbling with the keys like and this mom's like come on come on like trying to get the car to leave and yeah. then, like, a body just like comes out of the garage and falls on the car and like all of the neighbors are coming outside like like fires start shooting out of fire hydrants. I know like, it's, it's the yeah end of the it's... fucking world. <laughs> it's like the it's like the end of like some sort of universal studios ride like it just like starts shooting fire and like oh, yeah. appear in the ground and coffins shoot up from the house when it like folds in on itself was another like okay this kind of feels like it would be like a horror movie yeah or not, not a horror sorry this it kind of feels like it would be like a sci-fi movie like a like an alien yeah. abduction thing. This feels a little more like like in line with that idea. Oh, like how the Definitely. house just like folds in on itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I and my question is is like this was happening all over the neighborhood, like all of the coffins, because it was not just their house. We learned right. like that the entire neighborhood was built on a cemetery, and instead of like like relocating the whole like everything, the bodies, the the headstones everything they just moved just the headstones so all of these houses in theory would also be haunted and right uh, like but it's just their house that gets sucked into the void like i don't know i just at this rate especially once all the coffins are popping up all over the street and all the neighbors are like uh i don't know maybe that's the start of things that start happening in their house i i don't know if that gets just addressed in the sequel but I'm just like, why just their house? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was strange to me that only they were the ones that was getting haunted when it's like you said, well established that they're all on you know burial grounds. Um, right. But I but I I think they do make a point at some point in the movie. Maybe it just was talking about the closet itself kind of being the center of everything. But I thought that they had mentioned that the house itself was kind of at the center. Like the center of the haunting. That Yeah, the center of the haunting. So maybe that's kind of what they were going for. Sure. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I also, and Zach also put forth a theory of like, oh, well, maybe it was like, because they started digging in their pool and that's what kind of like start mm. kicked off this chain yeah, of events. Yeah. But I was like, because then the mom has like this obsessive fear, like, oh, like the daughter, like when she first goes missing and they can't find her, like, oh my God, the pool, the pool. Um, and so maybe it's that, but also the dad later on in the movie ta is talking about how one of the neighbor, when he's selling a house to potential buyers uh, in a model home, he's like, oh yeah, like the, uh, one of our neighbors put in like an in-ground hot tub in their house that extends out their yard into like a wading pool or something and it's like okay so here they're not the first people in the neighborhood to put in a fucking pool so like what mm. what was the domino that like yeah pushed there, it all it, over it did right. feel like as much as i love this movie and as much as i have continued to love this movie over the years uh or over, over the year because <laughs> i only saw it a year ago <laughs> um it, there are that does seem to be a quite a few little holes that just don't mm -hmm. really get answered to a satisfying degree and i understand like a horror movie especially a haunting movie 
there's gonna be a lot that like you don't really get explained but like so so hold on you start to like poke questions and like it just gets bigger and bigger it's like okay so there's a ghost that like a poltergeist it can move objects it can pick things up and it can also make uh interdimensional portals in uh closets that can suck in humans and uh also um it has this there's this weird big thing that that can move all around and and it's a big tall thing and oh but there's also the clown is evil and then there's the um the the, the, the house folds in on itself it's something it's tree. just like at what point like yeah. how powerful are these ghosts that they could just be like nope that house is gone now and the house just like folds in on itself like yeah. it's like it's like the 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 um it's like the ghosts are playing a video game and they just like delete the house. <laughs> like they're they're back to your point about Sims. They just you know demolish yeah. the house and restart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They took a belt on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that creepy clown doll, why the fuck do they keep it after they went through everything and they kept it? They, and they're like supposedly okay. They're like getting ready to move. Like they're like, oh yeah, dad's gonna go stay at the Holiday Inn Express. It's like the kids are they have beds to sleep in. Why are are they on the floor in sleeping bags? Like also, how is this the same bed that didn't get like ripped apart? Like how did these beds survive yeah. before? I don't know. But like, I have the fact so that many... the clown is a, th- a thing that survived. I'm just also, I have so why many more impact? questions. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. if it's a toy in my room that that I find creepy or disarming, maybe because I like creepy things or whatever. Who knows? Uh you you're not gonna catch me dead sitting that thing in a fucking chair at the foot of my bed, like it's a mm-hmm. nurse and I'm sick and it needs to take care of me. Uh, no, Mm-mm. no, nope, nope. Why? Why is it there? He, it's his room. He gets to choose if stuff is, it's not like he's like visiting a relative and oh, my grandma has all these creepy clowns. And then there was a, when I was visiting relatives in Wisconsin a few years ago, uh, I say a few years, it was way more than a few years, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> they had the, this poor, these porcelain dolls. I hate porcelain dolls. They freak me out. And oh, like, yeah. they just were in a, like a, like a glass, display case like right next to my bed i was like this sucks but that is not staying in some other guy's bedroom nope. he can just put the fucking clown in the closet or I mean, in the he tried the... like he at first like um when things were first creepy when the the like during the oh yeah i remember storm, he puts like he a jacket on the blanket it. or his jacket on it yeah. he puts his jacket yeah. on it my he, question he threw- he so, throws his Chewbacca jacket on it. <laughs> my question. So yeah. So now it just looks like a weird, like Sasquatch, right? It's got like the head of of Chewbacca there. My question: Why is it in the chair at all? Ever? Why? Like that thing would be strapped to the ceiling of my like of my closet. I would never look at it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Honestly, nope. Strapped nope. to the ceiling of the closet would be a little creepier. You look up there. Yeah. <laughs> Also, like they're they're in the middle of moving, and they clearly have like seventeen different toys that they're fighting over, like right before bed. <laughs> and yeah. and Diane's just like, "Oh, don't fight, okay? Mommy's gonna go dye her hair, okay? Um, 
mommy's gonna go have some me time. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, leave you alone in the house, the same room where you got kidnapped in the first place. Yeah, and, and, and she's like, "Okay, you y'all can put yourselves to bed, right?" Yeah, we're <laughs> mommy's. Like, <laughs> mommy, mommy's about to get high, and you know, mommy's gonna like <laughs> mommy's gonna go somewhere else uninterrupted for the next forty minutes or so. See you. See you. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I, bye. I've got a I've got a date with a glass of Chardonnay, a romance novel, and a mud mask. <laughs> <laughs> and some some hair dye. I but my the whole thing that is like the reason why she's dyeing her hair in the first place is I don't know she like dyed it gray or it went gray after she went and crossed over into the spirit realm. Like yeah, she's she like Sokka. That, yeah. She's like Sokka now. Like she's experienced. She's like she's <laughs> been to the spirit world. She can tell you if they yeah, have yeah, bathrooms. Yeah. Okay, like <laughs> she she is commune with the spirit. Um, and so like and when she's describing her hair, like his daughter's like, What's up with your hair? And she's like, Oh, you're turning gray. And she's like, Yeah, like, isn't it cool? And she's like, Yeah, isn't it? It's cool. Kind of, like she the, but the terms she uses is I know, I thought it was kind of punk. And the girl oh, yeah. was like mom never say that phrase I, oh, that was like, my oh, mother honey. i'm sure like in the 80s like the term punk like you yeah, know yeah. when punk was first like when it when punk was in its infancy yeah the mother did not know how to pr- correctly use that term and so uh it was being made clear <laughs> here but uh cheryl it's pearl coral definitely out <laughs> I- <laughs> yeah yeah her yeah, she was rocking the 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 rogue like gray yeah, hair you know, like yeah, her, from yeah, X Men. Her Anna. Not gonna lie, I'd have kept yeah. it. I'd have kept it. I yeah, assume. why not? Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like um, not Morticia. It's um, yeah, Morticia oh, Adams. Li- mm-hmm. Or <laughs> Lily Munster, I think. Yeah, Lily Munster, thank you. Yeah, that's why I, I think that's of. what you're thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The, the Mr. Pib of the Adams family. Oh no. I love the monsters. <laughs> That's so funny. I do. I, I love the monsters. Not not the Mr. Pib. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um but, but we were talking about the clown. This is another yes, piece of yes. like haunted lore. So when the during filming and here's zach do you want to talk about how this was created so there's a scene there's a scene in um the film where uh the clown grabs the boy by the throat and the way that the shot happens is you see the hand come up and it like wraps around the neck like does a little loop around the neck obviously you know the hand wasn't autonomous it wasn't like a robot or anything so what they did was they pre-wrapped the hand and then they played the shot they like pulled the hand off the neck and they played it in reverse so that when they play it in reverse it looks Ah, like the hand is coming out and wrapping it but when they when they when the mechanism started to tug the hand the the arm got caught around the the kid's neck it almost like choked like he almost choked. Oh my him. god! Like, Steven had literally, I think it was Steven Spielberg, right? Had to like jump out of his producer yeah. chair and like go like assist this child. He he saw it like on the video assist, mm. and so that was like was his cue to like get up. And the kid 
uh, or the actor that played Robbie in like an interview since it's like, yeah, if it had been for like Steven like intervening, I like he probably like I don't know. All the more reason to say fuck that clown. Hey everybody, welcome to the game show. Well, welcome to the game show. Fuck that clown. On this week. (laughs) We're going to set this fucker on fire. Can you imagine if this movie had come out like a few years ago? Because I don't, I'm not sure if you remember this, Josh, but like, I, I can't remember the year. It was within the past like five or six years, I feel, where there was the clowns craze, like where like, yeah. kids and random people were just like dressing up as clowns and like going around yeah. in like the woods and just, like standing in people's like backyards and like yeah you know, people were like that. convinced they were all like like serial killers and trying to like plot against like i don't know and it was just a bunch of kids on the internet yeah i want to say that was i want to say that was like 2019 because i feel like it was around the time of the pandemic but it wasn't or, like right before pandemic. Fuck, yeah, I think it was like right before. If that had happened at the same time, uh-uh. we would have lost. Nope. Yeah, we we had enough with the killer bees, the pandemic, the the um, you know, monkeypox, everything else that's well, literally yeah, gone on since now COVID. That you it, the killer bees, the killer bees seems just so quaint. So quaint and lovely yeah. of a of a problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember when the worst thing we had to worry about was fucking killer bees? Yeah. Oh, those are the days. <laughs> um, I I remember seeing something. I, it's probably like a Twitter thing that I saw, but um, it said the killer bees was a filler episode of the season <laughs> on COVID, and I was like, oh my god, That's so funny, wild, That's very good. I have either of you seen the the sequel to this? I have not. I have not, I have not seen either. the sequel. I, I think I've seen parts of them. I definitely haven't seen the third film. I think I have seen parts of the second. And um, you know, I when, Fred. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think all of the original cast come back for it, right? If I remember correctly. The well, little girl and the mother. Be- that At might least. be a good segue into yeah. our next portion. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> the third, the little girl um, who is, or Domin, or sorry, uh, Heather O'Rourke was the, the actress that played Carol Ann Freeling, the little five-year-old girl. And so when she actually was cast, uh, she was not originally auditioning. She was the, the sibling of another girl who had auditioned uh, and her older sister had gone to try and audition for the part. And apparently oh, wow. Steven Spielberg like found the fam- her family sitting in the cafeteria like uh, at the studio and approached them and like was just like, this is the girl, she's it. And even brewed up, beat out Drew Barrymore for the, the role. So she oh, was, child, child Drew Barrymore, yeah. It was her yeah. first film and she was on mm. for all three productions. However, um, this film has been like, you know, I, I'm sure this is a trend with lots of scary movies. You know, I'm not sure if you like The Exorcist is a movie that you eventually are going to cover. That's another film that has like some haunted things behind it. Uh, but with yeah. this one, um, bad things happening to cast members was also something that like kind of tied into the, the like the myth that this film was cursed. And so the, the little girl actress after um, completing like like the the production had racked i think within months 
um and like or it had was i'm not even sure if the third movie had film aired yet in theaters um and she died of septic shock from like some infection that she, like she had like a bowel obstruction or something so it was like really oh, really wow. tragic she was really young um yeah. so she passed away and then the older daughter um Dana, the actress that played her, Dominique Dunn, um, who was actually related to like some other like big wigs in, in Hollywood and whatnot, um, she was murdered um, after the filming of, I'm not sure if yeah. she starred in um, the other films, but she actually dated some guy and like was um, very tragically, she like met him quickly they moved in together and she was like in the process of like in an argument where he strangled her to death and so it was just wow. like yeah it was so tragic um and that's insane so because of these two like that kind of like latched on to the idea and then from there was a death in the third film as well like or in poltergeist three um there was like continuing like crazy things happening on set there was a huge yeah. fire that broke out um, that um, caused um, a quarter of a million dollars in damages and several uh, police officers and cast members were severely injured. No one was killed. Uh, but in the process, like when that happened, like the police officers that were on scene, just be like that you normally would have on the set, like for security and like purposes, yeah. you're doing any big effects like this. Um, uh, even said like when the explosion happened, like the fireball that like ensued seems like follow people around the set so like it was very eerie like and people were not having it so the there was an um indigenous yeah, neither actor, would I. <laughs> right there yeah was there was a actor that they had on set um who played a, a shop and he was a shaman in real life and so they asked him to do a uh blessing or like lead a ritual to cleanse the, yeah. the set so they could like wrap and like within like a year later like he passed away. His was of, um, you know, it seems to be like um, it was complications from like a lung transplant or like some type of surgery. Yeah, so, surgery stuff. Yeah, so like, just like you know, you can't, so you, can't, you can't contribute it to being haunted. You like, can't you attribute know. every untimely death but to some yeah. curse. It, it doesn't. It doesn't scary. help. <laughs> yeah, no. It's so the, ti- the timing doesn't help either. Just like the defense against the dark arts. This film series <laughs> seems to be cursed. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh wow. That's wild. I'm I'm learning so much. <laughs> I love it. Here you are. This is what yes. happens. Like, this <laughs> is uh this is what happens when your favorite genre is horror and it has been since you were a child. Like my first scary movie, not even my first scary movie, my favorite film growing up apparently and i have i don't have knowledge of this this is just through what my parents have told me uh my favorite film like before i could like even formulate like coherent sentences was the original black and white film the creature from the black lagoon uh they had it like on like vhs like uh it was uh i don't even think if it exists anymore uh, the, the guy, I have never seen the copy of this, but yeah, that apparently, and, <laughs> and, and that sparked in me ever since a lifelong love for monster movies. You know, Guillermo del Toro is my favorite director, and he says that he like the creature from the Black Lagoon was like one of his favorite films, and 
it was always this love of like, oh, why do the monsters have to be the bad guys? That's why I like when he made Shape of Water, he's like, the monster gets the girl, man. Like, uh, so yeah, I've always, if you ever have someone that you have a I question need, about a horror film and need that, I need to make team member swap. I need to make this girl. monster, I need to make this monster with a nice touche. Yeah. <laughs> the touche needs to be a nice fish touche. Hey, you know what you say that, but Shape of Water did it for somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah those, awesome. uh, those scalies, I think they're called. Uh, well, at anywho, yeah. So that's how. If you ever need uh, a fan, random uh, person to talk your ear off about horror film production and trivia, I'm your girl. Yes, I love that, Zach. What's your relationship to horror movies? Do you do you like the genre, or are you I, just kind of a casual watcher? I very much do like horror movies. It wasn't in certain quite as young for me. I was definitely a Freddy Freddy Pants scaredy cat. I didn't want to watch <laughs> horror movies when I was younger. But I've I've come to appreciate the like. There's something very like carnal in the catharsis of a horror movie it is it is uh, a certain magic trick where like you are watching something that you definitely get the feeling that you shouldn't be watching something a little bit taboo Mm, that mm -hmm. sort of i think adds legitimacy to what it feels like to watch a horror movie uh that's something that you just can't like you know, I can watch a I can watch a, a movie where like you know a horse gets a a new uh, a leg and can walk again and go oh that's so sweet but like there's something that it's before thought even you know fear is before thought it like just happens to you you feel it in the pit of yeah. your stomach and it is a visceral reaction and so I've really come to appreciate movies that can can give me that and I don't find them very often. I think probably the last film that I was really like spooked at was um, It Follows. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, do, you, yeah. do you do you have a favorite horror movie? Favorite horror movie? Oh, it's a tough call. This, I feel like every single time somebody asks me a question like this, I'm always like Ralphie on top of Santa's like hill and Christmas story. <laughs> I'm just like a uh, baseball bat. I'm like great baseball bat. Now I love, um, I love the works of the. I forget the name of the director. The guy who does um, Midsommar, and um, oh, uh, hereditary. hereditary. Hold on, I got you. Um, it is uh, Ari Aster. Yeah, ah. Ari Aster. Ari Aster is, or Ari is really Aster. good. Um, I like I love Jordan Peele. I recently saw Nope, and Nope was one of those movies that really like did that to me. That's uh that uh listeners, that's on next season. That's episode two. So uh Exciting. be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Recently, Listen. probably Nope, I think, would probably occupy that top slot. Yeah. Oh, wow. For how about me, how about you, Alex? Uh that is whole thing and honestly I could go on and on because I have like different horror films per category so I actually encourage listeners sure, yeah uh we Zach and I did a special episode last year uh it's called it's movie time Clarice and we do a like Halloween special that's like 30 minutes where we just talk about some of our favorite movies so I encourage people to listen to that but for me right now I think it would have to be 
the one film that, of recent memory that I have watched every single year since it's come out is The Witch by Robert Eggers. Um, Robert oh. Eggers is one of my newly emerging um, favorite directors. Um, and that being his first film, um, I just think it is, A, an incredibly crafted um, in terms of, like, his attention to detail. I am a huge, like, history, like, historical uh, nut. And so when like they filmed that movie um it was only on he felt they only filmed on cloudy days to really get the aesthetic um of the old like puritan new england where it was just like cloudy so many times of the year and like that time period and then like the script yeah. was pulled from primary sources so that um the language and things that like and the the conversations they're having and like the references to like to, to witchcraft and the folklore it's all coming from like primary documents of of the time um with very little um like thrown in to kind of like weave it all together and i just thought yeah. it's just it creates this incredible sense of place and it really just grounds you because there's not a lot of huge theatrical things that happen in that film right it's a very right zach doesn't love it because it's such a slow burn but um, I yeah. just, um, I won't give anything away for people who haven't seen the movie. Um, but Anya Taylor Joy uh, is uh, one of my also like new time favorite actresses. Um, and then every anything that she does, um, and this is yeah one of her like first films too. And um, ever since then, so the next Robert Eggers' next film is going to be Nosferatu, like a remake. And I am oh yeah, I did so one hundred percent on board, and um, can't wait to see that. So highly encourage anyone um, who hasn't seen it to check it out. I actually just found it on DVD for five dollars uh, or Blu-ray uh, at like a local comic store. Zach picked it out and like bought it for me so i was like ah, that's sweet and now i have my favorite like movie it's like it's not just like my a favorite horror movie i would say it's like on my top of like films of all time like top that's movies. awesome yeah that's awesome you can always find some good stuff in a bargain bin i'm oh, just gonna oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um oh um what are your kind of final thoughts on uh poltergeist well uh i think that each decade like if you go back all the way to you know 40s 50s like when we start like night of the living dead and like those black and white horror movies yeah. you know i think each like decade has a movie that kind of like defines the zeitgeist of the um and i've used that word like way too many times this yeah. episode, so. <laughs> drinking game for this episode right you know, Alex says zeitgeist. it's the poltergeist Ooh, i just gave you your episode title you're welcome yes <laughs> um i just think that um zeitergeist yeah i think zeitergeist. <laughs> um i think that this film was that film for the 80s like it it um set the tone and really paved the way for a lot of horror films that were um come like later in the 80s like i'm thinking even if they weren't what we would consider like scary movies like you know like ghostbusters and um yeah like ghosts <laughs> like literally like other yeah. like weird kind of kitschy but like you know like movies um about the supernatural 
um, and that we're done with like a lot of practical um, effects. So that's um, all in all, I think there's very little wrong with this movie. It obviously holds up still 40 years later. Sure, there's some things yeah. that we might change about it. Not everything aids perfectly, um, but it wasn't the effects and it wasn't um, the way that this movie makes me feel um and it still manages um so to get me all spooky on the inside so yeah um this movie is just so much fun it's such a good example of like stretching your budget as far as you can because that's why i was so shocked when when we originally quoted the budget because you know paranormal activity the movie paranormal activity was shot for i think like eight thousand dollars or sixteen thousand yeah. or something like a very small number i think it was like probably 20 grand and and i, I look at a movie like that and i go yeah, that makes sense. They rented a house and like pulled a door with a string. Like I get it. Like that yeah. <laughs> you can make that movie on a shoestring budget. But this movie just feels we have whole sets that get like torn asunder. We have like floors that get ripped up by these coffins that shoot through the ground. Like there are practical effects and rigs and and structures and and explosives and pyrotechnics and all of it is just so it's a spectacle. Uh, you yeah. don't expect a spectacle from a horror a haunted house horror movie you expect you know to see a shadowy figure in the corner of a room and then they turn around and they turn back and it's gone like no this yeah. one is just like <laughs> all fucking balls out all the time and i and i have a lot of respect for that about it it's like hey you know those movies where you take forever and you introduce to the characters and they're all just like oh this is nice it's a nice time that's happening for a little while and oh spooky something and then a little more spooky something and then by the time you get to the climax it's like oh it's done no this one's just like not this we're straight out the a fucked up movie (laughs) we're gonna show you some fucked up shit we're gonna watch a guy claw his own face off oh yeah we didn't even talk about that yeah yeah, yeah. and we didn't that was the other one that was we didn't talk about the bird that died oh yeah God damn it, Tweety. Couldn't like go on a day or during school day. Come on. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this overall. And um, like you both have said, it it does have a very like um in a weird way, it, it makes you like it's like one of those like feel good like horror movies. Like you feel good watching it. It kind of fills that you know spooky void that you're mm. trying to fill in watching it and uh to kind of compare it to other movies at that time like i i get that same feeling watching star wars in the yeah. sense of like it's it has a lot of practical effects it's very like feel good watching it um and you it, could just watch it over and over again certain you styles know? of movie i feel can can inject like retroactive nostalgia even though i've never seen it as a kid like yeah, the way it's made and the way it feels, it still makes me feel a certain way, and that feeling I associate with with nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I definitely felt that watching this this time around. So, um, yeah. So, listeners, I definitely recommend putting this on your list if you've never watched it or you just need an excuse to rewatch it. Um, it is the holidays, so make it a family affair. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know. Thank you so much, Alex and Zach, for joining me Ooh. on this episode. It's a Sorry. long time coming. We had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It was truly well, spooktacular. Yes. Um, let the listeners know where they can find you on social media, etc. I uh
You can find us on Twitter at CabbageCast. You can find us on Instagram at MyCabbageCast. And if you'd like to email us, you can email us at MyCabbageCast at gmail.com. Yeah, Those are all us- of our handles. Yeah, and please give us a follow at Instagram. We're slowly making the transition over yeah, yeah, yeah. from Twitter to like the... A big, big, dumb, rich bad person recently happened to Twitter and we're all just trying to move on and yeah hold hands as we walk into the ocean together yeah. right so, um, yeah, it's inevitable it'll, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. implode yeah so give us a like follow. the house yeah and ch- check us out we we we're, we're we're funny we make jokes I do uh, audio bits sometimes whenever Alex starts breaking into song she makes me well, she doesn't make me, but I end up having to dig up the <laughs> instrumentals to put behind her. So I don't sing yes. for nothing, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we need to have you on my couches. Right. Yes. Oh, I can't I... wait for that day. Yes, it'll be awesome. Well, uh, definitely go follow Alex and Zach on social media uh, at their handles. Make sure you follow their show, My Cabbages and Avatar Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, feel free to uh, leave a review and subscribe to my show, of course. Um, And thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Uh, And we will see you next Monday for our epic finale. We have my sister Emily on and we're talking about Black Christmas, another classic in the horror movie genre. Um, So please join us for that and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey there, Super Scary listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the Super Scary Podcast this week. This podcast is edited and hosted by me, Josh. Our executive producers are myself and my wonderful husband, Frank. You can enjoy new episodes of Super Scary every Monday, wherever you enjoy your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate you giving us a review and subscribing on your favorite platform so you get notified when the new episodes drop. If you enjoy our content, please join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Scary Podcast. You can also email us at superscarypodcast at gmail.com if you have movie review suggestions for the upcoming seasons. See you next Monday for the new episode. Bye-bye!